Welcome Fit Clubbers, we are back. Today we are talking fitness, reducing your risk for Alzheimer's, heart disease, and cancer, and your fitness app or tracker, whether or not it's actually working for you. And we'll be talking about all of this with Babysitter Killer Queen star, actor Maximilian Acevedo. How you doing, Max? So glad for you to join us. Hey, thank you for having me, Mr. Shaka. It's a pleasure, man. Well, we would be a little remiss if we didn't stay at the top of this. You know, there are things going on in the world right now. Prayers going out for those who are suffering, especially for those in Ukraine. It's a really tough time in the world right now. So hopefully this can, for a moment, um, talk about something that's positive. So how are you doing, though? I'm fantastic. I, uh, I just booked, you know, another big project. So I'm doing a show with Hulu. It's a limited series. And what I love about that is, if you don't know what that is, it's a one and done season from start to finish. You're going to get the whole story, right? Some could be 10 episodes, 12, 8. This is specifically eight, eight episodes, and it's called Emigrant. And it's starring Mr. Kumail, and he's one of the superheroes in the Eternals. And uh, basically, he's playing a man, true story, who comes from India to America back in the 70s. He wanted to make something great of himself. And then one day, he, he thinks to himself, you know, there's a lot of women that make money from, you know, stripping, things like that. Why don't we get a big group of good-looking guys together and create the Chippendales? So <laughs> I'm booked on that as uh, one of the original dancers. And, uh, Is this a true story? Huh? It's based on a true story? Based on a true story, man. It's a, it's a time period piece, so it's pretty much a storyline from 1979 to 1987. And that's also something that I thought was so cool, and the fact that they invited me to be a part of it, it's, it's fantastic, man. So we, we're just starting that out. We started shooting on the 14th this month. But uh, big, big stuff coming, man. And then another show that's happening that I'll start in April. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm on fire, man. You know, post-pandemic, we're, we're getting the Maximilian trains back. Um, yeah. But that'll be filming. What's supposed to be in Canada? Not sure yet. But the, the name of that as of now is Love Contract. It's a director friend of, friend of mine named Gabrielle. She's, she's from London. So she's starting, uh, you know, her American film uh here and so yeah i got connected with her from mr pierre the agent and she has me on board for that as one of the uh potential love interests a little bit of a christian gray type character but again i'm i'm kind of like tom holland man i'll spill too many beans so i gotta <laughs> i gotta keep as much as, much as i can for now so that's amazing man congratulations again Appreciate it. And also, if anyone notices anything like any whiteness in my gum or whatever, I just got some teeth whitening done. So I don't got no weird gums, but just if anyone notices. <laughs> yeah, you're looking good, man. You're looking good. Well, let's dig into these stories a little bit. The first story is actually about fitness reducing the risk for Alzheimer's. And so they found, they looked at a study of people that were the average age of 61 years old, and they found that your risk when you were the most physically fit was reduced by 33% your risk for Alzheimer's. So this was yeah. actually good news. And you can start at any age, you know, uh, the average age here was 61 years old. And so knowing that risk, how do, you, how do you incorporate fitness into your life and what benefits have you seen? Obviously, you're not ready at risk for Alzheimer's, but I think when we start now, when we start seeing those benefits, it kind of helps us continue that, that fitness journey. I mean, one thing I've noticed is I feel it keeps you look, looking very young. Um, I feel I haven't really aged since high school, and I've seen a lot of friends <laughs> since high school who, of course, they haven't really done the fitness lifestyle since then, and I can see an age physically kind of taking a toll on them. I feel when you're working out, especially when you're starting at a younger age and you stick to it, consistency, it just really keeps you young and sharp. And not only that, but just the mental clarity, the 
the alertness, the confidence that it builds, that it that it it helps you maintain, that just grows. It's uh, no drug can can give you that, and and honestly, there's there's no there's no better definition uh, than just experiencing it yourself, right? And it comes from hard work, dedication, blood, sweat, and tears. It's those natural endorphins that you experience at the end of each of those, you know, butt-breaking workouts that it's just like, ah, you think to yourself, that was so worth it. Um, but definitely, it's, it's a huge, huge part of my life. It's truly a lifestyle. I don't even consider it a hobby. And uh, hey, man, you, you, got, you got me majorly addicted back into it, man, when we connected over the pandemic, so. We've had those moments, though, where, you know, you, have, you don't have the motivation. So you have someone that's older that maybe hasn't started or gotten into fitness quite yet. What's your advice for someone trying to get into it, trying to start that motivation? They haven't had any sort of positive results yet, so they can't really rely on that to get into it. You know, especially for, for older people, if they're not really feeling like they're seeing uh, any results yet, it's, a, it's, it's on a personal decision of, of what's your why, right? So you need to figure that out first. And once you figure out your why, you need to consistently feed yourself with what motivates you. Again, it could be someone you look up to, or it could be a certain dream location with the dream house and the dream car and that dream guy or girl that you would like to have in your life, right? Um, it's, it, it's about what inspires you personally, and you have to constantly remind yourself because the mind, it's a beautiful, but a very toxic thing as well, man. And, and if you let those negative thoughts begin to drowning over, overwhelm you, it, it can definitely uh, take you in a different direction. So you always have to feed the mind with, with what nurtures yours uh, the, the best it can and with what influences you the best and what inspires you. How have you made that switch? Oh, I remember ever since I was younger, I discovered Mr. Greg Plitt as an idol. That was my first idol back in the day. I know, I know, I know you know who Greg is, and it was just a big inspiration because I felt I related to this person so much just on a, on a mindset level. You know, let's forget about the body. It was the words this guy would speak, and um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a major words person, you know, and just the, the lessons of life that he would teach. You know, it's, it's not about... It's not about the show when you're entertaining people, right? It's about the thousands of hours that you were putting in behind closed doors when no one was watching. That's, mm -hmm. that's what creates the, the best in the room. So that was so one that, big motivation for me, one big influence. Well, in the same vein, the risk of dying from heart disease and cancer is also cut um, by your level of fitness. 10 to 20% lower risk if you were actually working out with strength tra training up to 30 to 60 minutes. And the best part about the study was it, the benefits max out at 60 minutes. So you don't have to be in the gym two to three hours to get the benefits of reducing your risk for cancer and heart disease. Another positive about the study is if you added on cardio, your risk for heart disease reduced by 48% and reduced by another 26% for cancer. So adding in that cardio element was also key. What is the way that you train and how do you approach cardio? So now that I'm, uh, I'm on some very strict cardio regimen and diet myself, just because this show, I'm about to start up in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be in a man thong most of the time. Uh, so I'm definitely sticking to 40 minutes to 60 minutes of cardio, at least four to five days a week. Some weeks with the weight training could be six to seven, depending on my energy levels. But even for rest days, I tend to keep them as active rest days, which means you're still maybe going on a hike or maybe you're walking a few miles around the neighborhood, right? Just so you're always still getting a little bit of that, that heart to, to pump the blood and, and get active, get a little bit of a sweat. But um, personally for me, my cardio is definitely 40 to 60 minutes and it can consist from training on the bag, 
uh, MMA Muay Thai fighting to then the the stairmaster, right? The stairmaster will, will kick your ass every time. Um, and then you got uphill treadmill walking at 15.0 is what I like to personally do, and I'll fluctuate it between 3.6 miles per hour up to even 4.8, 5.0 with a little bit of that uphill running on it. And it could be one minute running, 90 second fast walk. And then one minute running, 90 second fast walk. And that can consist between 20 to 30 minutes in total just for that. And then the other 30 minutes after that could be more of like a slow pace. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, when you have the, your hit style workouts, that's when you're trying to maximize as much as possible in a short amount of time, right? So for Stairmaster, if I'm trying to do something like that, let's say, Maybe again, I'll pump that bad boy up to like 10, level 12, even level 15. Boom, as fast as I can, one, two, three minutes, even five minutes, I'm feeling it. Boom, one to two minute break, and then pushing it back up high level, two, three, four, five minutes as fast as possible, and then break. So how long are you spending in the gym total? Your cardio with, and your- with, with, with weights, with weights yeah. and cardio, it's, uh, it's pushing two and a half to three hours. Wait a minute. So, <laughs> so that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. With, look, with, with what I'm on, man, I'm on some superhero training. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so how do you maintain that when you're filming? You, 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 have to, you have to work around everything, right? So when I'm filming, I'll for sure at least try and get cardio done beforehand just so everything's pumped. Um, you know, I lose a little bit of water weight that I don't need so that I look a little bit leaner on camera. If I have time to still hit a little bit of weights beforehand, it's gonna be more just for a pump, little, little full body workout type thing, couple sets, biceps, triceps, shoulder, chest. But of course, once you're on set, and thank God for this one, they do have um, a whole gym that they built, like a, like a setup for the scenes, but with real weights. So oh, you know, I made a deal with the crew. I said, look guys, before a lot of our scenes, we're gonna get, I'm gonna need to get a pump, man, you know, if you don't mind me. So thank God, we do actually have a gym there, legit gym even though it's for filming, um, but that's, that's, that's what you gotta do. And if the hours don't end too late in the day, then of course I still have my, my time to hit the gym right after for weights, especially get, get, get that muscle pump in and uh, finishing the day strong. Yeah, um, and I see a question here. Um, do you work out two muscles a day or one? You know, probably multiple, just because leg day's leg day, right? So that's full bottom half for one day. But again, if I'm feeling it, I'll try and push two leg days in a week. Uh, but let's say for arms, I'll mix up bicep, tricep together. Maybe one day it's actually just shoulder. Um, or another day it'll be shoulder bicep. And then another day it's just chest and abs or chest and forearms. So it really depends. Uh, back day, I really don't do anything else with that just because that tends to really gas me out hard. I push it to the fullest. and. Your biceps are already getting strained while you're hitting back, as you know. Same for when you're doing chest, you're kind of working triceps already a little bit. But that's that, that's my type of deal. And so you're sort of like instinctive. So you have a split, but you sort of decide on the day what you're going to do. Or I'm very I'm very spontaneous with my training. I've I've got to say I definitely kind of create it on the spot once 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 I get there. I could, and of course. Another tip we should give the people is you always want to switch everything up, even what you're eating, you know, because the, the body, it's a lot smarter than you think it is. And if you're doing the same type of training, give it two, three weeks, a month, your body's going to be like, dude, I know what you're doing, man. I don't want to grow anymore. So what do you got to do? You have to shock the muscles, give it a whole different type of training that could be a little bit more of a negative that you're focusing on. So when you're hitting negative type sets, shotgun as I'm talking about, 
as you come up, right, let's say biceps, you're gonna fight it on the way down because you're now, now you're working out different types of muscles that you can't work out normally when you're just doing the flex. Yep, <laughs> good advice. I know you talked about in some previous interviews having a tough childhood and fitness kind of getting you out of that mindset. How were you able to kind of make that shift? It was something that um, I felt helped keep me away from making decisions I shouldn't have done and uh, and keeping sane, I guess, because again, when you come from a from a, a more rough kind of background and the home is kind of all over the place, you tend to not really have too much guidance. But when you find yourself in a healthy place such as the gym and you're focusing uh, on on what that pain may be that you're going through in the struggle and you're just letting it out with with the work that you put in there, I mean, it's really it's really like another form of counseling, to be honest with you. That's why I never really had any counselors growing up because it was really just me in the gym. I was always solo dolo with that. And, but, but, but it definitely helped save me uh, from, from a lot of different things that um, could, could have happened with me that, again, would, if I would have taken. Growing up, one thing that my dad taught me, he'd say, look, Max, you can either go this direction or that direction, right? And it depends on decisions and, and what you choose to do because, again, certain decisions will lead you down maybe a darker path or certain decisions can give you a better life. And, so I always, I always looked at all the toxicness around me as uh, learning lessons and really just put, pushing myself to be the greatest, the greatest version I can be every time I was in the gym. And it was very much like counseling, counseling sessions. Absolutely. Well, well, so far, so good. <laughs> You're killing it right now. Uh, our, our next story has to do with fitness apps and trackers. Have you ever used a fitness app or tracker? I have not. No. Well, well, you might actually up your activity. I don't know if you want to do that. You might want to get you something to dial it down. Um, but it, a new study came out, and it's showing that when you use a fitness app or tracker, that on average, those that used it actually increased their steps by 1,235 steps a day and increased their level of moderate to vigorous activity by 48.6 minutes a week. So that's a pretty big difference when, you, when you're using a fitness track, tracker as opposed to not using a fitness tracker. Wow. Did you ever track anything in your fitness journey, whether it was your meals or, or, or your workouts in, in any particular? Yeah, I, I always uh, tracked everything, to be honest. I mean, yeah, with meals especially, let's say, I'd weigh out protein, you know, one cup of chicken, 40 grams, or one cup of beef could be a little bit more, a little bit less, depending on what kind you have. And then you have one cup of rice that you weigh out per, per meal. And with, with the type of regimen that I'm on, uh, I'm listening to you, Shaka, about carbs before and after the workout. And after that, I try and cut it, man, because we're, we're, we're getting lean over here. Um, but, you know, when it came to burning calories, I guess from weight training, I was never really too sure in a sense what I'm burning. But I do know that I'm, I, I got to be hitting that, that calorie deficit if I'm physically feeling it, you know. And at least if I'm burning 500, 800 calories just from cardio, I know I'm doing it solid for the day. But I've definitely, I've definitely always been big on tracking everything as much as possible. Because of my experience with uh, dieting and meal prepping and all that, I, I usually really just eyeball it because I just kind of know. But definitely tracking is, is key to all of this. And I was actually told recently by someone at Apple that I should get uh, some FitWatch, I guess, that they have where it tracks, you know, when again, just your steps throughout the day, what you're burning when you don't realize it. So I may, I may hop on that. 
Yeah, and your sleep as well. Sleep is big, you know. Oh, sleep is that, huge. That last, that last part of my fitness that I'm trying to conquer. <laughs> huge. How are you getting sleep with all these projects you're doing? And are you getting sleep? Or what's your strategy for getting sleep? Yeah, yeah, you know, you really, I mean, look, they say you need eight, eight to nine hours, give or take, right? Like for a full health of sleep. I think if you're getting at least six, like you're, you're definitely solid. Um, if you're getting four, four or five, it's definitely not enough. And that's what I've noticed as well. Like when I get my full rest of sleep, I feel actually that much sore the next day because I know my muscles were getting to work, rebuilding, rebranding, reshaping. And that's the whole part of breaking down the muscle when you're working out is when you sleep, your body is now supposed to look better the next day because that's what muscle building is. Do you, do you have trouble getting to sleep or is there anything you do to get to sleep? A lot of nights I do, man. I, I feel I do just because I feel since I'm cutting fat, especially getting leaner, my heart beats a little faster and I have more energy. I probably have higher testosterone levels, uh, you know, since I'm really pushing it for the time being. So I definitely have some nights where it's very, very rough falling asleep. So, and, and, and they say it's not good, you know, if you're looking at your phone or TV, because there's a light, some kind of blue light or whatnot, it, it, your mind thinks it's the sun, so it keeps you up. So what I recommend is really, if you just lay down and you just look up at the ceiling and just chill, give yourself 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you just knock, it'll just hit you in the face. Um, and that's, that's what I would do for sleepless nights, just do nothing and chill, lay in bed. That's yeah. I'm I'm struggling with that part. Well, we we know you got that one night fun night. So speaking of your your sleepless nights, we're actually so we're gonna film the music video for that uh, probably next month because I gotta finish the shoot for this show and then we're gonna try and get that in beginning of next month before I start the love contract show. So that would be coming out sometime beginning middle April. I believe that is the goal. And on a side note, the song apparently almost has 50,000 streams in total from like Apple, Spotify, some of the YouTube views, the Instagram plays. That shocked me because I'm like, I barely promoted the thing, you know, <laughs> embarrassingly. So and no one better judge me for that. But when the music video is out, man, we're, we're, we're going to go hard with the, the sponsoring and all that. Yeah, this is your first song, right? First song, man, yeah, and I got I got some other songs, you know, that I'm working on with some other buddies of mine that were collabing. Uh, a buddy of mine, Daje, very talented musical artist. So we're, you know, we're, we got things in the works. We're pushing. What inspired that jump into music? I was always a shower singer. I was always a shower <laughs> singer. And uh, one day I'm at the agency, and my agent, he just heard me kind of, you know, singing in the hallway. I was getting coffee or something. He's like, oh, you, you have kind of good pitch, kid. You know, why don't we uh, introduce you to Bill Walker, who's actually one of the only uh, original record labels from back in the 80s, 90s that still has it around because once streaming began, all these record labels, they kind of lost their business, you know, because the industry changed. But Thump Records is still around, a part of Virgil Music, Universal Music. But yeah, he introduced me to Bill Walker and then I did a little, little Marky Mark kind of thing, you know, for him. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, kid, let's let's do this. And, uh, you know, so shook the hand, we, we made it happen. And then a few sessions in the studio, got the first song done. And and here we are, man, you know, and actually, I'm going to do some Christmas songs potentially this December, of course, covers, but, you know, a Christmas album way in the future, that would also be the goal. I'm a big Christmas boy. So. Oh, awesome. Congratulations, man. So we got a, we got a lot coming out from you. We do, you know, I'm, I'm a man of a few talents, not a lot, you know, a few, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, hey, same for you though, Shaka, you got, you got some, you got some songs too, come on now.
Yeah, yeah, we're working, we're working, we're working. But um, but I'm just happy to have you here. This uh, this is a great conversation. Before we go, so people can get to know you a little bit better. What is one thing that you want people to know about you that they might not already know? That I'm a lot nicer than I appear. I think uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people tend to kind of give me that 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 douche kind of that douchebag category. But I swear, guys, look, I have a big heart. I have big plans for the future of the people of this world. Um, you know, and I'm nowhere near where I want to be or where I know I'm heading. But of course, patience is a virtue. And I, I, I think uh, I think a lot of people, they don't really know me just because I, I, especially as of lately, I haven't been putting that much content out. But I feel I've been lacking a personal level with people and showing them just more of me. Right. And who is Maximilian? Who is Maximilian and what is he about and what does he care about? So that's something I've been really uh, thinking about, you know, of, of how should I begin that? Because that's something uh, of me coming out of my comfort show with, because I've always been just, you know, playing Mr. Cool Guy, you know, and sex appeal and this and that. But I, I think it's time. People want to, they just, they want to know for me, they want to know who I am as a person. That's really what yeah. it is. They also miss Jimmy, the character. <laughs> hey, they do, man. And. You know, that's still up in the air, people. We're, we're going to be filming the third sooner or later. Don't, don't, don't forget your boy. And how was that experience, just filming that? Because, you know, it happened rather quickly, and then all of a sudden you're in this movie. How did, how did that go down? You know, it was crazy, man, because I had only had an agent for a month and a half, brand new to the game of Hollywood, really. And I got that audition. I instantly, like, envisioned all of it from start to finish. And I created the character by, you know, I bought certain clothes for the self-tape. And then we filmed in front of the agency. And then two weeks later, I get the call back, go and I meet the casting directors. They fell in love with me. Then another two weeks go by, I do the third callback. I go to meet the director, Mick G, with the film producers. And then... A week after that, man, magic happened. They called up, said, hey, get, get to set on Monday, buddy. We're going to do some test screenings, and, and, and you're on. So uh, it was, it was fast-paced, man. But when, when I was on set, and I'm in the trailer, and then we're filming scenes, and I'm just starting to soak and take everything in, it, it, it makes you realize how worth it everything is, man. Every second of doubt, of, of pain, of uh, just what if, you know? Like, is, and is this worth it? Because sometimes... We wonder if maybe we should spend our time doing something else if this clearly keeps not working because the universe just keeps resisting, right? It was all worth it is what I was telling myself. And it's what I would like to tell you all, like depending on what you're pursuing and how painful the, the journey must be, I promise it's so, it's so worth it all. Like when you're there, when you're experiencing whatever it is that you're, that you're on, the, on the pursuit of, it, it's worth it. You had to start your own podcast. You have really, really great words and really great wisdom to impart to people. So, I, you know, I that's it. also been another thing that I, another dream I kind of came up with last year. Yeah, because again, I, I have so much life experience for my age and what I've seen and what I've been through that uh, I, I feel I'm very relatable more than people realize. And that, that goes back to me just explaining how people don't really know me. And I mm -hmm. guess it's because I haven't let, allowed people to get to know me. You see, so it's my own subconscious boundaries I was always setting and not even realizing, you know. So again, all of this just comes down to getting to know yourself and, and understanding your thoughts and, and, and trauma and things you've been through and uh, just talking about it, you know, and, and growing with it and moving on and learning how you can help other people from, from the, the, the pain and suffering you've been through. So that's, yeah, that'd be a goal of mine.
Ho hopefully from this, they're able to get to know you a little bit deeper. Thank you so much for joining us here at Fit Club. Another great podcast, man. Just great to have you on. Where can they find you online if they want to follow you more? Follow me right here on Instagram, Maximilian Acevedo. First and last name. It's kind of long, but, you know, we're doing it. Uh, you got me on, I mean, I don't know, you got, you got YouTube, Twitch, but that's a different story. That's another thing. Side note, I was going to start streaming soon. I apologize to anyone that was waiting for me on that. I'm called the Avocado King, though, so whenever that starts officially, I'm going to let all of you know. But you have me on Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. I don't really use Twitter too much. Um, huh? It doesn't matter. You know, Pierre's in here listening. IMDb. I, oh, find me on IMDb and look at my film credits. That doesn't come on. It doesn't hey, matter. Hey, hey. People want to know. They want to know. Everybody wants you to know. know. I'm on a few things. I mean, I am on TikTok, but, you know, my TikTok game is weak. It's weak. So, I don't know. Maybe Shaka. We, we, we got we to fix tuned. that up, man. Yeah, stay tuned, right? <laughs> right, man. Uh, well, thank you again for joining us. You guys can find us here at Fit Club Podcast. You guys can find me at Shaka Strong, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Thank you again, Max, for joining us. Fit Club Podcast out. See you guys next week.